Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. It was 1 a.m. in the morning. Doyle Davidson had been attending this thoroughbred stud at different intervals all through the day. He was a beautiful animal, strong, 16 hands high, chestnut, but in severe abdominal pain. The horse was in a paddock about 30 yards square. At this late hour, it was only Doyle and another man sitting on the fence. There was no horse handler working with him. Doyle was working on the animal alone. But that didn't bother Doyle. He was a horseman. He had been his whole life, just like his father and his grandfather before him. With his veterinary practice, he was the first charter president of the North Texas Equine Association with a reputation of being one of the best. He was an expert in his field. Doyle wanted the horse to walk. Doyle was behind the horse about 30 feet. He had a 10-foot buggy whip that he was lightly using on the horse to nudge the horse along. The horse was doing fine. Everything was going well. When all of a sudden, the horse turned and he went after Doyle. Doyle saw him coming. The horse's tail was spinning wildly. His ears were pinned back and his mouth was wide open. As Doyle puts it, the horse had one intention and that was to kill Doyle. But Doyle wasn't afraid and he knew how to handle a horse when they come after you. He stood there still in front of the horse and would wait. And then when he got close, he would move off to the side. He knew that if he did that, the horse would run by him and Doyle could move away. He had the whip, but he didn't want to fight the horse. He just was going to let him go by, and then Doyle was going to make for the fence. No problem. The horse was coming after him. He was less than 10 feet in front of him. But when Doyle turned to move for the first time in 20 years, he slipped and he fell. He fell flat on his face. Any horseman with any experience of working with stallions will tell you that Doyle's situation would have been grave. The horse would have attacked him and the horse wouldn't have stopped until Doyle was dead. That was the horse's plan. But God had other plans for Doyle. On his face, Doyle lay there for a moment, but nothing happened. So he rolled over to see where the horse was. Well, the horse that was coming at him with everything in him, the horse that was just a few feet away, full of fury, and bent on killing him, was now totally facing the other direction. And his tail was now facing Doyle. And not only that, but the horse was looking up at the stars. Beautiful night, isn't it? Lovely weather we're having. What happened? God got a hold of the horse. 
You know, in Psalm 91, 11, it says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, that they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash a foot against a stone or a big old horse comes after you. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed, Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed, Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul. Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? When the bridegroom cometh, will your robes be white? And be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Will your soul be ready for the mansion's bright? And be washed in the blood of the invite you to join me here Sunday mornings 10 a.m. at the corner of 18th and Avenue P in Plano, Texas, where I am ministering the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. 
let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Open our eyes that we may see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And we ask this in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. For these last several weeks, I've been ministering about the death, burial, and resurrection, the, the actual events of the Lord Jesus. And last week I spoke on Jesus shedding his blood the blood that he shed on the cross and what he did with it when he went to heaven. I'm going to stay with that for a couple weeks. I want you to see what that blood that Jesus shed for us did for us, what it did for us. And I'm going to begin again in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 and 12. That Christ, that's Jesus Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, Jesus' own blood. Did you get that? His own blood entered in once to the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. With his own blood, Jesus entered into heaven, sprinkled in the tabernacle in heaven. Why? It says right here, to obtain eternal redemption for us. But what is redemption? What is redemption? If you look that word up in Strong's, it means a ransom. It means a deliverance. So what do we need ransom from? What do we need delivered from? Do you know? I'm going to show you. And I'd like you to go to an unusual place, Luke 3. And I'm going to begin in verse 23. We're going to find out what we need ransom from. If you have to believe that you're redeemed, you have to know what you're ransomed from. Verse 23. And Jesus himself, being about 30 years of age, being, as it was supposed, the son of Joseph, was the son of Heli, which was the son of Mathat. And don't worry, I'm not going to read every single one of these. But this is the genealogy of Jesus. Do you know in this genealogy, your family tree comes in here somewhere? It comes in here somewhere. Let's turn the page over, and I want us to go to verse, uh, let's go to verse 38. The genealogy of Jesus. It says, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam. Look at this next sentence. Which was the son of God. Adam, which was the son of God. You know, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what ethnic group you are. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. You are a descendant of Adam. We are all somewhere, our family tree fits in this genealogy, and we are children of Adam. Now, look what your great-grandpa was. He was a son of God, Adam, which was 
the Son of God. Did you know that your ancestor in the flesh was a son of God? Now, what did great-grandpa do with you? Hmm? Let's go to Genesis 1. You kind of laugh because I say Adam is a great-grandfather. Well, he was. We just don't know how many greats are in front of it. We're going to go to Genesis 1, and I'm going to begin in verse 26. We are descendants of Adam. We are part of this family. Did you know that you're part of this family? Now look what happened. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, just like us. Adam was made just like Jesus, just like the father. You want to know what the father looks like? Go look in the mirror. And let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over all creeping things that creepeth on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in his own image. In the image of God created him, him. Male and female created he them. And it says God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. This is what God did with Adam, our ancestor, our ancestor, a son of God made after the image of God. Now, what did Adam do? Turn the page. We're going to go to chapter 3. I'm going to begin in verse 14. We all know the story. The serpent beguiled Eve, and she ate of the tree that God said not to eat of. God said, you eat of this tree, and you will surely, surely die. Now, they ate of the tree. What happened with Adam and Eve? Death entered in. They'd have never died if they'd have never eaten that fruit. You and I, would have been just like them had they never eaten of the fruit. Let's take a look at verse 14 in chapter 3. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field, and upon thy belly shalt thou go, and death shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. First time the gospel is mentioned in the Bible, and it's only Genesis 3. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And then unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And to Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall bring forth to thee. Thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it thou wast taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. That's what happened to Adam. Now, what did Adam do? I'll tell you that. Let's turn to Luke 4, 5 through 7. This is what happened when our ancestor, Adam, ate of the tree. He gave 
He gave what he had to Satan. And how do we know that? Let's turn to Luke 4, verse 5. And the devil, this is the devil with Jesus, Satan himself and Jesus. And the devil, taking Jesus up into a high mountain, showed unto Jesus all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. All the kingdoms. Are you part of any kingdom? Are you part of any kingdom of the world? Yes, we are all part of a kingdom of the world. And he showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto Jesus, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. Satan had all of us, all of us, was delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. We were sold to Satan. We were taken under Satan's power. Says that. Showed him all the kingdoms in the moment of time. That's all of us. And the devil said, for that was delivered unto me. Who gave it to the devil? Well, Adam gave it to the devil. Now, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We are now part of Satan's kingdom. What are we going to do? Well, you know what? There was an answer. There was an answer. And where was the answer? It was in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father knew we had to be redeemed. We had to be ransomed back from the devil. Turn with me to 1 Colossians 1. Colossians 1. So I'm going to begin in verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. We were sold into darkness by Adam, but we are redeemed. How? We are ransomed. How? How are we ransomed back from Satan? It says right here, who has delivered us from the power of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption, we have deliverance, we have a ransom through what? Through the blood, through Jesus' blood, through Jesus' blood. Do you know that when Jesus shed his blood, you and I were ransomed from the power of darkness. We were ransomed from the devil. We were delivered from the devil. We were ransomed from his authority over us. But I don't feel it. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. You have to believe it. And when we believe it, we are redeemed. We are ransomed. You know, we were taught here years ago. And I remember for days and hours praying, I have been redeemed from the power of darkness by the blood of Jesus and transformed into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. Hours of praying that, hours of meditating on that. I have been redeemed, ransomed, delivered from the power of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his dear son by the blood of Jesus. 
that blood, that blood, we put our faith in the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and what that blood did for us. And we are ransomed from the power of the devil. Anything that the devil has hold on you, that faith in the blood will deliver you from. I have a great song right here. Paul Peters, he's going to minister to us, Jesus paid it all. Put your faith with this song. You've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus.
steht White as snow Jesus paid it all Last evening, I went to a funeral. And it was a funeral of a man that I knew for a long time. And I want to tell you, I walked into the sanctuary where his coffin was. And my heart was full of joy. Full of joy. And you ask me, how can you go to a funeral and have a heart full of joy? I want to show you something in John 3. And I'm going to read you verse 7. Jesus himself is speaking to a ruler of Israel. And in fact, in the beginning it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Amen. He said, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, This is you and my Savior, speaking to a ruler of the Jews. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You know, that kingdom is not only eternity. That kingdom of God is the power of God. That kingdom of God is working in your life. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Look at this next verse. Marvel not that I say unto you, You must be born again. Jesus, Jesus. The one that you go to church every Sunday with to worship said, you must be born again. You must be. And do you know why when I was at that funeral, I was full of joy? Because I knew that the man, his body laying in that coffin, I knew where his spirit was. His spirit was with the Lord Jesus in heaven for eternity. For eternity, not for three days, not for 200 years, but for eternity was with the Savior. And do you know what? When that man stands before the Father at the last judgment, the Father's not going to ask him what he did on earth, what great things he had done for the city that he worked in, or for what great things he had done in his career or his education, or the raising of his children. There's only one thing that's going to count for this man when he stands before God. And you know what? He has it. He has it. He is born again. He has been received of Jesus. He has the spirit of Jesus in him. The one thing that counts, he has. He has. What joy! How can you go to a funeral and not be full of joy when you know that? You know what? You can be born again too. You can have that same joy. You can know that you know that you know where you're going to go when you die. And how do you do that? Those 
that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Receive in your heart the Lord Jesus. Believe that he was raised from the dead and you shall be saved. Till next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at kathydavidsonwol.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the Internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.